Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you will find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hello, and welcome to Business Line's State of Economy podcast with the theme of marketing. We are at the fag end of 2023, and what could be more appropriate than to do a recap of the big trends that influenced marketing this year? We'll also try and forecast which of these trends will hold out in 2024. And who better than our regular guest, seasoned leader Shiv Shivkumar, operating partner Advent International, to do some crystal ball gazing. Hi, Shiv. Excited to hear your big picks. Thank you, Chitra. It's always a pleasure doing this for you and Hindu Business Line. Great. So let's dive in. The big buzzwords at the start of 2023 seem to be, you know, purpose-led marketing, authenticity in content, sustainability. And then suddenly chat GPT burst onto the scene and it was all AI and all. What, according to you, were the big disruptive global trends in marketing, like the universal trends? I think chat GPT launched in November 2022, Chitra, and I think it took the world by storm. Because everyone recognized that it could actually generate content for us. If you are a lawyer, you could summarize a whole legal brief into two pages or three pages. If you're a visualizer, you could get pictures and put it up. If you are a copywriter, you could actually ask for copy to be written, etc. There have been various calls across the world for ChatGPT to be banned. I think the Hollywood writers went on a strike. My own sense is that this technology will take away the lower end jobs, but it will force people to go to the higher end of the spectrum. We've seen this happen almost in every industry. For example, you take pilots, a profession where you don't need a degree. AI has been in place fly-by-wire for 30-40 years, but pilots have only got more skilled. They haven't got less skilled. Take the use of AI in cricket. Umpires have got better. Today, umpires get their decisions 95% right. And they actually challenge the third empire. That is one thing which I definitely see. Second trend, I think, which will which is playing out right now, which will also impact 24, is higher food prices. I think higher food prices will challenge consumption, will challenge people to buy brands at premium. So I personally believe that uh, the next uh, 12, 16 months, we will see a hell of a lot of promotions. We'll see a hell of a lot of discounts which come from brands. Next trend, I would say, which has continued, which is a sad state of affairs in Indian marketing, is that most of the stuff Indian marketers are doing is either price-centric or celebrity-centric. And uh, in many cases, both don't work. But uh, marketers are forced, the companies are forced, uh, the companies are in a catch-22 situation. As their sales drop, they want to push more trade discounts or consumer promotions, etc. So this is what I see as the big trends you know, right now. But at every marketing forum, we've been hearing things like purpose, sustainability. And at the same time, we've also seen movements against them saying that this is just greenwashing and things like that. What is your feeling on these trends? My sense is that, see, purpose is an overused word. And I think in a word used more because Unilever globally said it. So Hindustan Lever started touting it. They started talking about virtually purpose to retailer and things like that, which have absolutely no meaning. And I think the new CEO of Unilever has said the right thing to say. We will not force fit purpose onto brands. Nobody goes and buys a brand. Nobody buys a hammam saying it has a purpose. People buy a brand because it has a quality. It has a certain promise. Uh, it has a certain price value equation. So in my book, uh, purpose 
I think 2024, you'll hear less about it. But more important, rather than purpose, I would say, is the direction of the company and the brand. As long as the brand and the company are in the right direction, I think by and large, social media, commentary, etc. will favor you. That's what I would say. The other bandwagon, which you rightly pointed out, is a lot of people getting onto what I call cause marketing. Okay, mm -hmm. dowry is a problem. Divorce is a problem. Second marriage is a problem. So it's as if there is a map of causes and then each brand takes a dart and shoots and says, okay, now let me own this. Nobody else is there. I don't think that works either. I think whatever you own, whether it's ethical, whether it is cause, whatever it is, it must be in some way related to your brand and its promise. Uh, if you can do that right, then I think uh, you'll be okay. Uh, I think we overused it. In terms of sustainability, the big challenge in my book, you know, sustainability works at various levels. The first thing is, is it good for me? If you look at food products, that it is good for me is very, very important. So I will buy it, a sustainable food product. Second is, I believe in the cause. That's the second layer. And the third layer is society benefits from it. So products which the consumer benefits personally will come off first. The biggest challenge for sustainability and brands pushing sustainability is you must push the fact that your quality is better. You cannot have a sustainable product which is not better on quality to the current existing products. If that doesn't exist, there is no chance of success. I think that is one trick brands are missing. For India... Has there been any trend that could influence the shape of marketing? For instance, the rise of Bharat or the ONDC on which we uh, devoted an episode earlier. Any local trend? I think rural markets are slowly coming back. Consumption is a challenge right now. Consumption accounts for 55 to 60% of the Indian GDP. Public expenditure, which is government expenditure and CapEx is the balance 25%. So currently consumption is growing at 3.1% against a GDP growth of about 6 to 6.3%. So consumption has to pick up. That will only pick up when people have feel that their situation is going to be better in the future than currently in terms of earning terms. The thing about India is don't look at it just as urban India, or rural India, or Delhi or Bimaru states or whatever it is. I think you need to segment India now as a very large economy, $3 trillion plus. I think there are many pockets not geographical pockets, uh, Chitra, but economic pockets and need and want pockets. I think that's what you need to stratify and not geography. A lot of the consumer product CEOs have said we've divided India into 11, into 6, etc. That's all convenient supply chain you know, segmentation. It is not consumer segmentation. So in my book, the top end of India are not worried about consumption. They display all the characteristics of what people across the world determine which is uh, consumerism. I think it's people at the subsistence level who are really worried what to do. And some of the data points I'm picking is that there are more people in agriculture today doing agriculture than there were before the pandemic. So I think a lot of the low-end delivery jobs, etc., people are saying, no, it's high cost to come in, live in an urban center and do the job. I'd rather go back to my village. I'd rather go back to doing some farming. I have a lower cost structure and I might be better off. So I think we will see brands trying to drive consumption, brands trying to push that. Uh, that's going to be the big challenge of 24. And what about in within India, like uh, there's been the rise of ONDC and also rise of other platforms that have changed the challenge, the monopoly of Amazon. So in terms of e-commerce, what are you seeing panning out? 
I think that will continue. I, I don't think that will stop. I think, you know, time and experience is something that the Indian consumer is getting more and more attuned to. And e-commerce uh, satisfies both of them. And so we will see more of it. I think, as I mentioned to you, when we did this session with Sirish, ONDC is a game changer for me. Digital at one level aggregates, at another level disaggregates, and ONDC disaggregates. And I think it will be very good. And I think a lot of the local crafts, local uh, workmen, etc. will benefit from it. Okay. Now coming to the consumer side, anything defining in 2023 that you noticed, you know, I mean, I for one saw that people were wearing rainbow colors more this year, you know, they were all, uh, they were, they had all put on pronouns and all that. And accordingly, brands also seem to be getting more inclusive. Anything that particularly caught your eye? I don't think so, because I think these are all things which happen. Then everybody puts uh, she, her, him, they, etc. And then forgets about it after a few months. Some will truly believe in it and uh, valiantly fight for it. For most others, it's just a, it's just a fad. Because finally, it's you uh, who determine how you behave and what you do. I think these things will come and go. I think in social media, the commentary will be much more about tolerance at one level. Well, there's lots of intolerance. I think you'll be forced to stick with the narrative. You'll be forced not to go against the green. I think that's what uh, I see. I think shorts has become very, very big, Chitra, you know, less than 20 seconds or whatever you call it. There are 2 billion people out of a potential 6.5 billion people with smartphones who are already on shorts and long format is actually dropping. So I see people's attention span getting shorter and shorter, people getting more and more impatient. So I personally believe brands will see a lot more of intolerant messages on their websites if they don't uh, deliver on the promise. Okay. Within the consumer set, will Gen Z uh, play a bigger role uh, in terms of grabbing the marketing focus? As I mentioned before, all brands want to be youthful. Mm -hmm. now, by definition, we are a youthful society. We want everything to be youthful. Gen Z will be bigger in size uh, in the coming uh, years. And they will certainly occupy the headlines and the stream of conversation when it comes to employment. That I certainly see. But uh, will they influence uh, or impact products and marketing? I can't see that except maybe in technology products. They're not bothered about insurance products right now. They'll rather buy a house after a few years, not immediately. Travel, they might influence a lot. Airlines, they might influence a lot. Those are categories which they're big users which they'll influence. Okay. So some trends, you know, blaze through only to fade out. Like, you know, in 2022, we kept hearing everyone talk about the metaverse and brands were putting their money into building their presence on the metaverse and all. But this year, we don't seem to have really heard much about the metaverse in 2023. What really happened? If you remember, my fifth prediction was metaverse last mm. year. Mm. I personally believe it will uh, come through. A lot of the companies, early pioneers which is Meta and Microsoft took a backseat and actually cut down their resources or spend behind Metaverse by the middle of the year. Then suddenly Apple announced that it's interested in uh, virtual reality and augmented reality. And again, the interest has picked up. As I've said before, when the form factor of the current, uh, you know, big bulky system drops to more like a, you know, spectacle and the price comes to about 10,000 rupees in India, Metaverse will take off. It's a matter of time. So give it a few more months or years and I think it's here to stay. So if three or four trends for 2024 that marketers 
should take cognizance of? What are your picks? I would say number one, I think all marketers will continue to use price and celebrity and about 90% of them will get it wrong. That's my first prediction. Second prediction is that it'll be a tight market. So you really have to address consumer needs much, much sharper if you want growth for your brand. And growth for your brand will come through better consumer segmentation, not geography segmentation. So don't go back to that old uh, wrong idea of seven Indias and 11 Indias. They're all so good sound bites, but they're in actionable terms for a market here, they're zero. So segment your market better and see where those pockets are and which geographies they cut across and see what you need to do there. Third, I would say don't just jump to a cause or a purpose just because it's fashionable for somebody to say it. I think you really need to think hard about what your brand stands for. And there is no substitute for basics in uh, brand building. There will be disruption in uh, uh, e-commerce with uh, ONDC. It will be a bigger disruption than uh, ever before. I think AI will impact the marketing services industry, like market research, like visualizers, like basic jobs and ad agencies, etc. They'll have no option but to go up the value chain. So these are some of the things that I see in the coming year. Thank you, Shiv. Most of your predictions do tend to come correct. So Last year, I got four on five right. 80%. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's see how it goes. I mean, the one on price must be worrying marketeers. But it's uh, already happening. It'll only it'll only accelerate uh, Chitra in my book. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you, Shiv. Thank you, my friend. Thank you very much. All the best and happy new year.